Hey everybody and welcome to Talk Chain. Today we're going to talk about the continued bloodbath that will not stop in the market. Red all over the place, driving me bananas, driving probably everybody bananas. We're also going to talk about why XRB isn't suffering as bad with the losses and, you know, spoiler alert, it's due to being added to Binance. <laughs> My name is Matt and I'm reunited again with Rob. Rob, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, Matt. It's been a while. I know. Finally, we get to, to complain about the markets together, and it's been sad. Your videos have been all right, though. I've been enjoying them. I think they've been great, actually, if I uh, do say so myself. Yeah, definitely A-list quality. <laughs> so, so the market. Where, where do we even start? Total market cap, $426 billion. Bitcoin dominance, about a third, as per usual, was fluctuating, going up a little higher than that, and it's at 35% now. And uh, across the board, red. No, yeah, it seems to be it seems to be kind of leveling off a bit. Uh, Bitcoin dropped down to seventy five hundred uh, earlier today. Yeah, that was a little nerve wracking. This candle. So I have the one the daily chart up for Bitcoin, and there was a lot of volume behind this move, but it went down to like seventy seven, seventy six hundred bucks, which we haven't seen since. November of last year, which, frankly, that doesn't, it's not really that long ago when you think about it. No, just in crypto time, it's yeah. years ago. Crypto time moves like crazy fast, and, you know, I guess it's good news because it means that this dip won't last forever. Uh, yeah, well, nothing lasts forever, so hopefully, well, hopefully we can, uh, just diamonds, actually. I think maybe we should all invest in diamonds. Yeah. So, looking at the crypto chart, or not the crypto chart, the Bitcoin chart, I drew some uh, resistance lines and, you know, it's it's very bearish. So as much as I'd love to say that I think the trend's going to turn around, I think there's still some bearish sentiment. There's a lot of volume on today's uh, dip, and I think it could continue. I've got 7,900 as a, as a support, and we, we kind of broke through that. But if that doesn't hold, then, you know, this this sort of bearish trend could continue. Yeah. Um, I call yesterday. I said that I thought we were pretty close to the end. And I think that $7,600 mark is about, about where it'll go. Mm -hmm. um, too many people are going to get in to, to stop it. Yeah. Have you uh, checked before that? it'll crash? You had that, uh, the volume or the book orders. I don't, I don't know. I haven't checked the, uh, the order books. In a, in a while is there still a big sell wall or buy wall there yeah there's there's a pretty big buy wall and it seems to be uh around the 75 seventy six hundred dollar mark mm -hmm. so if it has moved back a bit i will it has moved back a bit i'll admit that but there i don't know it's the buys outnumber the sells drastically mm -hmm. so i, I it's, it's never gonna completely fall apart yeah, I, I hope not. I mean, those buy walls and sell walls are not static. They they can move as quickly as any whale wants them to. I've always sort of noticed that they, they move when when sentiment changes. So if there's a lot of selling pressure, somebody could easily just move their giant buy order down to 6000 if they want. So it, it is helpful, though, to see where people are willing to buy, at least in this moment in time. Yeah, there's going to be some, some whales, but there's probably a significant number of just everyday investors that just kind of have it always set 
to be bought at a certain number and just hope that it will one day reach that and they can get some some cheap bitcoin yeah that's true so i'm waiting for a transfer for uh to coinbase and i i plan on picking up a little bit of bitcoin a little bit of ether uh, notice that ether seems to be less affected by this drop. It was it was holding strong for a while, and it's it's definitely tumbled more compared to Bitcoin in the last 24 hours. But overall, it's it seemed to have fared better in the last month or so. So 24 hours down 8% compared to Bitcoin. But if we look over the last month, Bitcoin down 42%, but Ethereum only down about 4% on the month. So. It seems like Bitcoin had the higher spike overall and reached much higher market cap than Ether, but definitely didn't fall back as hard either. So Ethereum might be a bit of a more stable crypto at this point, and it seems like Ether might have the most upside given that it's actually being used as much as it is compared to Bitcoin. Yeah, uh, we say this over and over again. Um, 90% of the um, applications or every other token run on Ethereum. So it, you can tell that it's being used where Bitcoin, most people aren't using it in day-to-day -day transactions. So it's, I, I don't understand why it's not even, why the flipping hasn't happened yet. It's really the, the main reason I got into crypto was because I expected Ethereum to flip it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's bound to happen anytime. Yeah, at this point, I think it is too. There's, you know, if if Bitcoin can get its shit together with ter in terms of SegWit adoption and in terms of the Lightning Network, I could see it maintaining its posture. But at the way the Ether uh, at or Ether environment is going, it seems like it's inevitable. So, I uh, I'm definitely going to put more of my cash into Ethereum when it transfers over, and uh, and a little bit into Bitcoin just because I still think that Bitcoin. You know, overall, Bitcoin uh, trading pairs is is more than anything else. So I think it's definitely the uh, the still the dominant current crypto. Well, I think you're going to see uh, some interesting changes over the next like year with for for Ethereum with uh, competitors like Neo and Icon and EOS and on and on. Um, if any of them begin to take some sort of market share away from Ethereum. You might start to see, um, you might start to see the price fall a little bit, but really, and and I guess the same with Bitcoin because there's there is Nano and a number of other just currency based uh, coins that could take over and start eating at some of that market share, especially mm -hmm. with Nano and the fact that they're not uh, they're not charging any fees for for any transfers. Yeah, definitely. And you start to, it kind of makes sense in your head more how like the platform coins are, are in a different market pretty much. So the, the currency based cryptos are competing with each other for dominance and Ethereum and EOS and what else? IOTA, I guess. Uh, they're all sort of in their own environment. So you can kind of see how it all works. And people always compare Bitcoin to Ethereum just because they're one and two, but they don't really have, they're not like directly competing in my opinion on the same types of application. Yeah, definitely. It's, it'll be interesting to see kind of how this, how the space grows overall, because there are um, different factors aside from 
overall market cap that should be important yeah yeah and that's definitely true and i think you just have to dig a little bit deeper when you're doing your research on this stuff because obviously we just look at market cap because it's easy and it's quick to do but yeah things like adoption and usage and number of icos which really it seems like that's the only thing that's separating neo from ethereum is ethereum's got all these icos and it's being used much more but neo has a lot of potential and i think once the number of icos catches up on neo it's going to be a real competitor to ether yeah well neo is just so much newer than yeah that too than ethereum right it's i don't know exactly when neo came out it's probably worth looking into yeah i don't know but yeah i uh i agree with you and actually i just have the total market cap split here so uh ethereum's actually got 22 percent of the total market cap which is not very far from bitcoin no i think it it was um pretty close to 70 percent of the value of um bitcoin at one point it's probably dropped down to like two-thirds as of now but mm -hmm. it's it's looking like um it's catching up pretty quickly yeah definitely so yeah i think it's just uh you know it's it's easy to get overwhelmed by the the drops and all the prices and everything but everybody you know keep a level head you knew what you were getting into when you bought all of this stuff and you know if you want to feel better you can go on to any of the subreddits and look at any ridiculous posts that people make so i've got one here in the cryptocurrency subreddit of some clown who, who wants to feel better about himself talking about how you shouldn't think of this as a crash or a dip but some sort of time traveling thing where you go back in time and you know I think people can be more adult about it and realize that it's an asset that changes in value based on what somebody's willing to pay for it. And if you think you need to baby yourself and make yourself feel better by calling it whatever you want, you can do so. But, you know, maybe you shouldn't be trading with money. Maybe you should be trading with some sort of fantasy money or using some sort of paper account if you need to feel better about yourself losing money. Unfortunately, Club Penguin closed a couple of years ago, so they probably jumped into this space immediately afterward. God. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, you're seeing you're seeing. It, it's interesting because I feel like people who are making these kind of ridiculous posts are really trying to like kind of motivate people in order to make the market turn around and say, "Don't worry, guys. Like you can you can just buy this one, mm. and everything will be fine." Yeah, but, and in reality, it might not be. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, So I'm sort of like second-guessing everybody who just keeps saying hold because, you know, we I don't... I think it's pronounced hodl. We don't know where the price is actually going to end up. Like, everybody's guessing. Anybody who says that, you know, you, like, there's no reason why it couldn't go all the way down to, to three grand. There's a lot of support there. But, you know, you can hold if you don't need the money. But, you know, everybody really take a good look in the mirror and think about whether or not you need this money and whether or not you actually believe in the technology. Because right now, the people who are getting shaken out are the ones who really don't believe in the technology. And if you don't, you know, maybe take this as a good $1,000, $2,000 trading lesson and, uh, and put your money in something safer. Yeah, well, I think rule number one when you get into this space, and it's really the first thing I learned, is everyone really does 
preach not to put money in that you can't afford to lose because you're going to lose it. And especially if you kind of come in uh, not knowing what you're doing or what you're investing in, it could have happened just as easily. Like I didn't get into this uh, at the peak, but if by chance I did, a lot of what I did when I first started out was really just throwing money into whatever I felt like. Yeah. So if anyone were to do that at the peak, at the like three weeks ago, um, they're having a terrible time, especially if they're speculating on some of those ones that are 10 cents, five cents, one cent mm-hmm. and underneath, because those are the ones that crash the hardest. Yeah, definitely. The ones that have the least amount of potential long-term, in my opinion, are the ones that crash the hardest because those are the people who are quickest to get rid of it. But oh. yeah, it's also, it's great to hear everybody in a bull market. Everybody's a genius, right? Everybody knows what's going to pop. Everybody knows when to get out. But it's really this bear market where you separate the wheat from the chaff. And listen, I bought all the way through. I think I put in one Bitcoin order at uh, at 19000 But I, I'm very diligent in my dollar cost averaging. So I just I put in the same amount of USD, but just bought at 19000 And, you know, if I hadn't have done that, I obviously would have had a lot more in my Bitcoin right now. But it's hard uh, psychologically to really know when the right time is or not. So... You know, it is what it is, but I'm uh, overall, I'm a believer in the technology behind it. So going to keep riding this train and definitely going to pick up some stuff soon. No, you definitely should. And like, again, if if people bought Ripple at 350, today it fell to 60 God, cents. I know, like, it's so it's, brutal. It's now at, you know, one sixth of the price that it was at its peak. So dollar cost averaging your way in mm-hmm. there, it, it will save you money in the long run. Uh, even if it does make significant amount of gains, you don't make as much as you would otherwise, but you're also not losing as much if you buy at the peak or six months ago or a year ago, you're just, you're doing okay. Yeah. And I think it's, it's good advice for everybody. Don't go all in on one trade at one time. If even if you want to scale in a position, maybe just put in a third of your money that you have that you want to buy in, put a third of it in today, and then wait a month. And you know, you, you might miss out on giant gains, but you're not going to get burned like everybody is today when they bought in at the top. Yeah, buying at 350 on Ripple, I mean, that's it's brutal. There's no excuse for doing something like that. <laughs> well, no, there is an excuse. Like, if you don't. If you, if you still, if, even if you know the, the product, if you still think that there's room for growth uh, for some particular reason, or, and I assume this is what a number of people have done, um, is getting in because what well, you see Bitcoin at 8,800 or 15,000 at the time, uh, Ethereum at 1,000 and Ripple at $3, you're, you realize that you can buy 300 Ripple for the price of one Ethereum. So you're going to do that if that's your first move into crypto. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think that's why Ripple in particular fell so hard. Um, because it really, it did fall like yeah. a, a solid, what, 70% compared yeah. to even Bitcoin, which fell 40%. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and even every other crypto, it, it, it did significantly worse just because of 
people trying to do the get rich quick and those are the people that were new and those are the people that left immediately they realized they made a mistake yeah and actually ripple's one of those coins it, it was in the media a lot and it had a lot of hype surrounding it and with good reason given the number of partnerships that it has but it's definitely and it was also a really cheap price and i think there's some merit to the argument that when the price is really cheap it seems like it's a better deal even though it has nothing to do with the actual value of the the project and uh yeah so that one's been hit the hardest even though it still has a bunch of good partnerships that i think long term are going to make it adopted uh quicker than the other projects yeah for sure and, and like that's that's definitely going to happen but it's it's tough because again people are saying that they're not using the actual token as much so mm-hmm. once they find a use case for the token that everyone has put their money into I think you'll start to see it bounce back to where it once was. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And it's definitely just going to take some time. So everybody be patient. Be very patient. So patience, I think, has paid off for some XRB holders and or Nano holders uh, now that we got to call it like, like it is. But so Nano is actually... Oh, it's not doing as well as when we started this video. It's up 3% in the last 24 hours which is, I guess, refreshing compared to the the red that we see everywhere. So Nano just got listed on Binance, which I think it was either in my video or in one of your videos, Rob, that uh, we said that this would be a good or a trigger point or a catalyst that would actually lead to some buying. And we've seen that even though uh, the whole market's been been selling off, Nano's been particularly resistant. So it's, uh, it's good to see that. It's definitely going to bring in some buyers and, and bring a lot more interest to the coin. And it's definitely got a serious advantage over Bitcoin in the transaction time and in the fees that, that, are, that are accrued. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the, one of the downfalls to, to Binance is in order to withdraw your Nano, it actually costs you one Nano. Oh. Which is kind of frustrating, really? considering uh, KuCoin it's point zero five mm. nano to withdraw. So like that's that's one of the downfalls, and I think that's part of the reason why you're not seeing uh, you're not seeing it pump as hard mm. because anyone who looks into that before uh, either buying on Binance or sending their KuCoin coins over to Binance, mm-hmm. um, they're just realizing that like what's what's the point if it's going to cost me uh, $20 just to take out my coins? Yeah. Oh man. I'm trying to look for it now. Oh yeah. That's so annoying, man. Yeah. I think the, the whole fee structure and withdrawals is so messed up in this game. And it's one thing that I think the exchanges really take advantage of because the it's not, it's not equal at all. The amount that you pay based on the coin varies quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's frustrating because they show it in, as a percent of whatever that token is, right. and and if you need to get it out, then you're not really going to pay too much attention mm-hmm. to to what that's going to be. But I guess it's it's good that they've that they've got it listed and that more people have access to it. Um, nothing was really preventing people from opening a KuCoin account, other than if they kind of think it's kind of a sketchy <laughs> sketchy mm-hmm. platform, but yeah uh yeah so i don't know you're seeing this it's a kind of a constant issue with finance the excessively high fees 
So it's do it at your own risk if you if you plan on doing a lot of deposits and withdrawals with it. Yeah, it's a uh, it's frustrating, and I think it's a uh, it's an argument to be made for buying Binance coins so you can save money on those uh, those tra transaction fees. And if you don't want to keep a coin, keep your money in a certain coin. You can change it to whatever Bitcoin and withdraw that to a hardware wallet or something. But it's, does that uh, sorry does that count the Binance coin? Does that count for withdrawals as well? I have no idea. That okay. would yeah, uh, I think it does. But I'm on the page. I don't know. It, I think it's just for trading, to be honest. But um, okay. that's something we should look into. Yeah. Because the oh. theoretically, if that's the case, it it would cost almost two Binance coins to withdraw one Ryblock or one Nano. Right, and that's which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, frustrating. But anyway, I think uh, I think Ryblocks is or Nano. I I hate this. I want us to to completely get rid of the name Ryblocks out of my head, but it's very hard. Well, it's just, I think there's going to be a transition period where we have to say it just in case people forget. I don't think anybody will, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you never know. But no, I think, uh, I think Rybox, or <laughs> I think Nano is, is a great improvement over Bitcoin just with how fast when I, when I got rid of my um, Bitgrail account and sent it to KuCoin, it happened in a couple of seconds and it cost me absolutely nothing. So I think that's fantastic where um, Bitcoin, it could could take, you know, half an hour, a couple hours. It really, you really have no idea. Yeah, it's it's pretty annoying. Um, but it definitely, yeah, it, it makes me optimistic about Nano. And I think it's definitely a, a buy at this price. Yeah. So uh, so what are you looking at when once your money transfers over? What, uh, what, kind, of, what kind of coins are you getting into? Primarily Ether. I'm going to buy a lot of Ether, and I think I might buy more NEO, just given that uh, the amount of potential or the amount of upside I see on NEO is higher than Ethereum, but I, I still think Ethereum is undervalued at this price, so I'm going to put in most of my money there. Nice. Very responsible decisions that you're making, Matthew. Thanks. I thought so. What about you? <laughs> uh, mine went... I did buy some NEO. I bought... You know what? The fear of FairX getting listed and me not owning one Stellar Lumens mm. really drives a lot of my crypto brain. So I had to buy some Stellar. I think I picked it up around 35 cents or so. So I really look forward to, to that. And also some VeChain, which has dipped significantly since I bought it. But holding for the short to medium term which means one to seven days in my world we'll see how it goes yeah yeah that's fair so hopefully the dip stays where it is so i can buy in and then we go to the moon and i'm going to keep my fingers crossed for that yeah and this this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard the fact that you have to wait a full week or five days or whatever it is for one transaction to go through when Canadians can get their money faster than Americans, it really blows my mind, considering we have such a lack of options. 
yeah, you guys get screwed up there, but you know, I think most of our viewing audience is not Canadian, so I don't think they can. No, but at least I can buy the goddamn dip. Yeah, that's Meanwhile, true. Meanwhile, you're, you're stuck. If everything turns around, then you're, you're just looking like a chump, aren't you? Yeah. No, it's absolutely right. So with the chump idea, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Please like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you think about our predictions on the crypto market or what you think uh, Nano is going to do in the future. Definitely use my Robinhood referral or mine or Rob's Binance referral if you don't have an account. And uh, yeah. share, share on Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, anything else. Yeah. Tell your friend. Tell your friend, please. And hit subscribe. It would definitely help us out. And with that, we will be back here uh, probably tomorrow. And we'll see you next time. Take care.